Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. I got a little news for you. It's the news update on Make It Rain. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Jared. I'm Alex Fasano with your Make It Rain news update. Guys, it's been a long and tumultuous road, but we have finally made it. The Super Bowl 54 championship weekend is behind us. Let's get into it. Finally, we have a crown for both the AFC and the NFC. And after a half a century long wait, the Kansas City Chiefs are finally headed back to the Super Bowl. A 35 to 24 beatdown of the Tennessee. Are you rep- are you Titans. repping the Gales right now? Is that what you're doing after Gales that had a rough ass game. whooping they got okay. yesterday? Okay. Like, are you serious? I've been I've been two years out of the school. I know their no, team stinks season. now. Oh. It's terrible. They're trying Dude, to. Alex, got did you know that I've been yesterday. calling? I own a basketball. Like occasionally, I get like random. I get like random opportunities to call their really? games. So I've been to the Heinz Center several times. The, the, the new Heinz Center because they just remodeled. I've not it. seen the new one yet. Oh, it's I have good. not called a game this year. Okay, I haven't uh, but been I called there yet. a couple games last year. I've been there since games. it's been built, but my goodness, it looks gorgeous. But it's a shame. I'm a big because... Tim Clues fan. I'm a big. Well, Tim there you Clues go. That's the whole thing. I'll get back to the update in a second. But guys, Iona Gales four time back to back to back to back to back champions. Tim Kloos is sick right now. He hasn't been with the team since yes. the start of the season. Very so sad. They're, I think, 3-7 yeah. and seven or something. So it's a shame yeah, on the Iona Gales, good. but yeah, always always a great good. day to be a Gale. Not shame. It, it's, it's, it's been a good run. It, it's, I mean, that's a dynasty right there. The, the, yes. the Mac runs through New Rochelle, ladies and gentlemen. Remember Amen. that. Or, Amen. Or the, the Mac, excuse me. Mac. Yeah, the Mac. just the Mac. Not, the Mac. <laughs> yes, exactly. The two A's. Um, but, yes, I've always got to be representing the Gales. But... They, they, they're not the story here. The story is Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs taking it to the Tennessee Titans. Four total touchdowns for Mahomes. He also led the team in rushes, 53 rushing yards. Uh, what a play he had into the end zone, 294 yards in the air. Sammy Watkins, seven catches, 114 yards. Tyreek Hill had two touchdowns. I don't know if anybody had his prop uh, over two touchdowns, but uh, what was it, two and a half, I think it was? So almost, but uh, uh, just shy, but... Really, what shy is the Tennessee Titans' performance, guys. Derrick Henry was held to 69 yards and a touchdown. Corey Davis, five catches, 65 yards. And Ryan Tannehill, 209 yards, only two touchdowns. But it was great, guys. Post game, the Lamar Hunt Trophy is headed back home. The team mm-hmm. that it's named after, the guy who, who founded the team, got the trophy back uh, into its original place. So that was kind of cool seeing that post game. Uh, and Andy Reid, too. I love that guy. He deserves a, a championship. Um, How about so. Sammy Watkins, huh? What a what a Sam- Oh, yeah. No, Joe, you deserve Sammy. a shout-out for that, buddy. That was all you. Joe was all over the, uh, Dude, I got crushed yesterday for bringing that up, man. Sammy, and I was like, why? Sammy, I caught nine touchdowns the first week and didn't catch anything after. Sammy is like that fine china that you only bring out for like the, <laughs> the, the holidays, the most important <laughs> meals. Yep, you only bring correct. them out in the big yep. games, and they rolled it yep. out yesterday for him. Yep, yep. <laughs> good call, Jim. showing you why he was a pretty high draft pick there with the uh, with the Buffalo. When he's healthy, he's he's a valuable weapon. Absolutely, slamming Sammy Watkins. Mm. As if anyone was here, the closer Chris Ventra would have been on your side for this one. That's his boy. So yep. uh, good call there, Joe. Sam and slamming Sammy, Sammy Watkins. There yep. we go. Uh, now on the other side, the NFC guys. Well, uh, Jimmy Gucci Garoppolo and the 49ers win the NFC championship. Uh, Gucci Garoppolo was more of a bystander, guys. I mean, eight pass attempts, 
8. That's the lowest ever in a championship game in NFL history at 77 yards. But it's because you said it before the break, Jared. Raheem Mostert. Oh, my goodness. 220 yards on 29 carries. Four touchdowns. I love him being in my fantasy lineup for the playoffs, however. So uh, chalk went up to us making that lineup with Mostert. Debo Samuel only had 46 yards. They didn't have to do anything. It was all the ground game. Uh, Aaron Rodgers on the other side. Not a bad day for him. 39, 31 of 39, 326 yards, two touchdowns, but two costly interceptions. Uh, it was actually three total turnovers that the San Francisco defense forced and three sacks of Rodgers. Uh, Aaron Jones was held to 56 yards, and Devontae Adams, great game, nine catches, 138 yards, but not enough to win. And here's the odd part. Aaron Rodgers, after this whole thing, he seems very upbeat, uh, falling one game short of the Super Bowl, age 36. Aaron Rodgers believes he and the Packers can be in this position once again. He said, quote, the window's open, and I think we're going to be on the right side of it Real soon. That's the exciting thing. It doesn't make the feeling any easier, but that is very exciting moving forward. Yeah, for a guy who's lost his third NFC uh, title game in the last four tries, uh, he's got a lot of optimism uh, for a guy at 36 years old in a league where all the new quarterbacks are slowly coming into the forefront. So we will see what happens with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Also on the other side for the AFC, as Rodgers was upbeat, Derrick Henry got a little emotional following the loss. He said, quote, I'll definitely shed a couple tears just because I love my teammates. I love playing football. I love competing. Guys, 19 members of the Titans roster will have expiring contracts. Uh, and also including two key members, Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry. What's going to happen? I think somebody mm -hmm. yesterday mentioned Tannehill could get tagged, which is a great idea um, for the Titans. And also Henry, yep. who's probably going to get a huge contract deal because uh, he kind of was the team this year. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see what happens with the Titans uh, entering this offseason. Right now, it's all about the 49ers and the Chiefs. Chiefs were Chiefs were one-and-a-half-point favorites as the opening line of the Super Bowl comes into the sports books. All right, going to send it back to the crew on Make It Rain, helping you win some cash this Monday morning. The Sports Grid Network. Let it rain! Remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, here we go. Hour two on a Monday, Monday fun day here, January the 20th, as we uh, as we look to figure it all out here, try to put together what we just witnessed over the weekend and what we've got coming up here in uh, a couple of weeks uh, in Miami, of course, is a battle of the two very best teams in the NFL. And, you know, contrasting styles to me make the best fights, uh, uh, Jared. And I think that's exactly what we've got coming on here. We've got. Andy Reid with the, you know, with the franchise quarterback, uh, the best player, and let's face it, in the NFL here, uh, no offense, Lamar, but uh, until you can do what uh, what he does in a passing game, it's uh, it's not even and close. And in the playoffs. And in the playoffs on the big stage, it's not close. Uh, but you are talking about a team that would have no problem throwing the ball 65 times in a game and never running versus a team who will have no problem handing it off 65 times, rushing it up your throat and saying, stop us. Um, and very few teams have been able to do that to this point. So it's, you know, two very good defenses, two uh, by far the best defense Kansas City will have seen this year, and uh, and by far the most uh, prolific air raid attack that, uh, that certainly the 49ers have seen. So I, I think when you look at how it opened up as a pick em, Jared, this is... Two contrasting styles, two that get it done, but the two best teams in the NFL right now. 
100%. San Francisco has done it on both sides of the ball this season. We talked about their balance and their efficiency, and I think that's one of the things that we're going to take with us over the next two weeks. Uh, I, P- Patrick Mahomes is going to steal the headlines, deservedly so. When you look at four playoff games for Patrick Mahomes, he diced up the Colts last season in the divisional round. He had the heroic drive to lead them down the field and to give them the lead late in that game against the Patriots last season. It was just New England that had the ball last, really, mm-hmm. uh, and they were able to close it out in overtime uh, and didn't even give Patrick Mahomes a chance to touch the ball in overtime. So those are two unbelievable performances in Patrick Mahomes' first playoff run. Now we fast forward to 2019, his second go around through the postseason, and I would say he's one-upped himself, and and he is going to be the headline going into this game. Patrick Mahomes, can he overcome this 49ers defense? You're going to be dissecting this guy every which way over the next two weeks. It's going to be fun, and it's going to be a lot of media buildup. The best team versus the best player. Who's going to win? It's going to be absolutely amazing. More on this game, plus the latest headlines from around the NFL next on The Grid. Let's make it rain here at SportsGrid.com. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back in to the grid, sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe Ranieri, uh, joined alongside uh, Jared Smith here as we take a look at uh, what happened over the uh, crazy weekend in the world of sports. We'll get to some of the uh, headlines from the weekend, uh, but we'll start uh, with uh, what was a unbelievable Saturday for top 25 teams in college hoops there, uh, Jared. It was uh, over a hundred some odd games on the card. Great opportunities to be able to profit, especially if you were going to be backing uh, dogs there. And just in the top 25 guys, top 25 teams, seven and 12 against the number versus unranked Ooh. opponents on Saturday, six straight up losses by, and uh, they include number four, Auburn, number five, Butler, number 12, West Virginia, number 16, Wichita State, number 20, Colorado, and number 21, Ohio State. And let us not forget, guys, that Duke not only lost once, but they lost twice last week, um, something that we don't often see. And uh, so did Auburn, for that matter, getting waxed by uh, by Florida. And this just continues down the path, guys, of this Absolutely. And and not for nothing, but if it wasn't for Peyton Pritchard and Oregon with a couple Mm. of Hail Marys, um, Mm. they go down to Washington as well too, another unranked team. So uh, it just goes to show you this year, more than any year I can remember in recent history where college basketball is truly any program's game, especially come to March guys, we could be seeing upsets galore come March. It's going to be, and you know, we talk about this kind of time and every, Mm. every sports fan has their like seasons of peak and Valley. This is a Valley obviously after the super bowl, but it gets to become a peak very fast. And let's be real. Once we get through that dreary month of February. So my birthday, Joe is the last day of February. It's the 28th. Uh, Sometimes I guess this year it's the 29th, the leap year, but for the most part, my birthday is always my favorite day, obviously, because it's my Mm. birthday. But then the next day is March. And to me, March is a top three or four month for sports. 
Uh, it leads right into the Masters, which is another great event. And we have one of the best months in terms of just start to finish action. And that's what college basketball is. It's like this last month of the season leading up to the conference tournaments and then heading into March is an absolute sprint. And we saw the first little little drib and drab of it yesterday or on Saturday. And, and it's going to be fun because there's no dominant team in college basketball this year. There's no top-notch Kentucky, top-notch Duke. The ACC is kind of down. I think the Big East might be the best conference top to bottom in all of college basketball. Uh, the Big 12 has been very good this season. But again, on any given day, and I know that sounds really cliche, but man, did we see it on Saturday. It is going to be a wild, wild month of February heading into March with these teams. The rankings just throw them out the window. Yep. Unranked conference dogs have been incredibly profitable. If you're playing at home, I think you have an immediate advantage. I think home court in college basketball is the most decisive home oh, field, yes. home court, home ice in any sport because of the factor of these kids getting – I mean, it, you're, you're, you're basically right on top of these kids. And yep. You, yep. you don't see it in any other sport. And it has an effect. We've seen it, especially with those highly ranked teams going on the road and facing unranked teams. Those big eight, nine, 10, 12 point dogs, you just can't stay away from them. Yeah, no. And, and listen, when you've got Duke losing at home on a uh, on a consistent basis more than once in a year and, and yeah. forget about what North Carolina is, uh, it's just it's nothing is safe uh, road uh, going on the road in college basketball is not an advantage for a lot of teams anymore. It's uh, it's amazing. And we're seeing it time and time again. There were a couple of bright spots uh, in college hoops, guys, a uh, couple of teams that you should uh, keep an eye on. And, uh, and I'm laughing when I say this at uh, Kentucky, but the reality is Kentucky is not uh, the Kentucky of old. They definitely have a much younger team, very inexperienced team. They kind of lack um, some of that P.J. Washington last year experience, having that uh, senior leadership and scoring. But uh, Calipari, they were getting their asses handed to him on uh, on Saturday. Calipari gets tossed. And from that particular point on, once he got tossed out of the game, guys, uh, they went on a 17-2 run to take down a very good Arkansas team. So Kentucky uh, starting to put it together, as you would expect. And don't look now, but... Right around your uh, neck of the woods there, Jared. Uh, if you guys mm. have not realized, Seton Hall, guys, oh, is yes. no joke. Oh, no yes. joke. In the garden, oh, taking oh, on uh, St. John's. They were down 13 points the second game last week in a row that they were down uh, double digits at half. And then uh, keep an eye on this. Uh, remember this name, guys. Miles um, Powell. Yeah, the, <laughs> the kid is just an absolute monster, and he could very well be. And he's doing it quietly because Seton Hall, we've never had this situation where Seton Hall's never started the Big East 8-0 uh, uh, and what they're doing in conference play. But he's getting stronger. This team's getting stronger, and they're still missing one of their top players who's set to come back here in a couple of weeks. So Seton Hall getting the job done. I, and I, the market hasn't adjusted to him yet either, Not which I love. All. Market is not adjusted at all. Mark, uh, so Marcus Howard's another one of those names in the Big East that you got to sure. keep an eye on as well. The Big East, I'm telling you, the Big East this year is going to put a team in the Final Four. Uh, mm -hmm. They are going to put a team in the Final Four. We haven't seen a Big East team uh, make a Final Four run uh, in quite some time. Really, the UConn days, I think, it was, was the last time that a Big East team really made its stamp uh, on the NCAA tournament. But I really like what Miles Powell is now becoming. Mm -hmm. And let's be real, there's a not a big 
there, there's not a lot of star power in college basketball this season. We were supposed to get the James Wiseman kid in Memphis to kind of be that guy. That didn't right. happen. I think Dayton's Obi Tappan is another guy to keep yeah, a very, kid, absolutely. very yep. close eye on. And, mm-hmm. you know, what we get in March, and Joe, you know this better than anyone else, it's the stars, it's the guards. Those are yep. the players that carry you deep in the NCAA tournament. Miles Powell with Seton Hall is one of those unheralded kids. And you mentioned it uh, a few minutes ago. Peyton Pritchard in Oregon. Oh, I mean, unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> this kid, kid is unbelievable. Uh, yeah, unbelievable. Yep. So Oregon, this is a team that last year was in the Sweet 16 with basically the same exact team. No, you know, mm-hmm. the same exact team, with the exception of the bowl kid. Uh, and and I, I do think Oregon is another one of those teams that I'm going to get to the window on a lot over the next month. And I've already gotten to the window on them at 16 to one to win it all. I, I really like Oregon a lot. I think this is a year where one of those surprise conferences that doesn't really compete as often on the final four level, Pac-12, Big East. Uh, Big 12, even to an extent, you know, we've seen Kansas have some success, but not as much recently uh, because Bill Self has been down. But Kansas is really legit this year as well. They're a very balanced team. Kentucky's a very balanced team. We've called their name a lot. But man, oh, man, there are so many good but not great teams. The field is wide open this year uh, in college basketball. And the market's having a hard time uh, adjusting across the board. But I will uh, say this. Uh, do not sleep on Baylor, who uh, erased yes. a 12-point uh, deficit at uh, half because uh, they got thrown uh, for a loop there at Oklahoma State that uh, that threw the 2-3 zone at them, which is how they lost the very first game against Washington. Uh, but then they responded in the second half and just uh, cruised to a win there in uh, not an easy place to play in the Iba Arena in, uh, in Stillwater. Uh, but they continue just to dominate guys. They're deep. They're talented. They've got length, athleticism, shooters. Baylor is no joke. And there remains one undefeated team in the country, guys. And, of course, as you know, once we get past the next uh, 13 days here, um, college basketball is going to take center stage. Oh, yeah. Uh, get used to us talking about the uh, that San Diego State and the Aztecs because they remain the only undefeated team in college hoops this year down at halftime and then simply steamrolled Nevada uh, for a 68-55 uh, win there on the road. So uh, one remaining undefeated left, and that is the San Diego State Aztecs getting the job done, uh, which I guess shouldn't be a surprise to a lot of people because they uh, they do return an awful lot of kids. And, you know, them, Gonzaga is another one of these teams where it's nice to have kids for three, four years, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, I, I this is like a crazy take, but I, I think that we should make, you know, if we ever get to the point where we pay college athletes, I think we should almost let them choose like a like a professional, like, a, like yeah. almost a professional athlete would. Hey, if you're going to go to school, you're going to stay for three years, just like football. And I don't know if we'll ever get there, but you're yep. right. Look at Gonzaga, San Diego State. These are programs, top to bottom. Seton Hall is another one. They don't have yep. any one and done. No one and dones there, babe. They're actually uh, teams. It's nice to have a whole bunch of seniors playing. So, uh, all right, some uh, crazy headlines uh, from the weekend. We'll get to those. We'll do that coming up next year. Let's make it rain on grid sportsgrid.com. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
All right, 12 games in the NBA here tonight. Big slate and um, plenty of opportunities for you guys to be able to profit. Also, plenty of opportunities for you guys to become the next daily fantasy millionaire by dunking on your NBA DFS competition. And you can do it this season with DailyRoto.com. We want you to dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings, and we want you to compete with the pros with the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. It has the most accurate projections available in NBA DFS. Plus, you get lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much, much more. In fact, save 10% right now on winning NBA DFS advice with the promo code DUNK. That's DailyRoto.com forward slash DUNK to learn more. That's DailyRoto.com forward slash DUNK. And remember, DailyRoto.com is where millionaires are made. And we did have some uh, some headlines. If you didn't, uh, maybe you were out and about over the weekend and you didn't have uh, a chance to hear them all. Uh, we'll start, of course, uh, in the NFL, where two teams at the top of the draft board have uh, been leaking uh, some information about maybe the direction they're going. One of them, the Cincinnati Bengals, with the uh, top pick in the draft, uh, seem to be making it known to everyone who seems to say, hey, maybe Carolina makes a play, uh, tries to move up. Maybe somebody will trade with Cincinnati to be able to get that first pick in Joe Burrow. Certainly the Joe Brady, new offensive coordinator in Carolina, the same guy that you know was behind Joe Burrow this year, getting him to have that national championship season, Heisman winner. Uh, but Cincinnati is uh, quietly letting people know through other channels that, yeah, guys, don't even bother. Like he's going to be, he's Ohio kid. He's perfect. He is, uh, he is going to be our number one draft pick, but you never say never because everyone has a price. But as of right now, Cincinnati is saying, uh, don't bother. And interesting enough, the team down in my neck of the woods, Miami is also leaking out some interesting things here regarding Tua and the fact that they're not interested in moving up no, to number one. They don't want Joe Burrow. They want Tua. And uh, they are saying that if Tua's rehab is, uh, if everything checks out with him, then the idea of Miami moving up to number two, and they certainly have the assets to do it. Uh, they are a team that can go from, where are they, number five right now? They've got, they got no problem moving up a couple of spots if they wanted to go to two uh, with Washington. But, you know, Washington is sitting there in the two spot with everyone's talking about Chase Young, but the Dolphins have made it known Tua is our guy. And we we said, would they go with Herbert? Would they? No, they want Tua and they're leaking out that, uh, yes, they will do anything and everything they can to make sure he gets it. Uh, he wears a Dolphins uniform prior as long as his health checks out, of course. So Joe Burrow, Cincinnati. Tua to the Dolphins. Do you buy any of it at this particular point? No, absolutely not. So, so we've reached, and this is my this is my favorite time of the year uh, when it comes to the NFL, and and it'll be it'll really go open season on it next week or in two weeks after the Super Bowl is over. But we've reached now the the smoke and mirror status where everything is going to uh, believe everything and believe nothing for the next three months until the draft actually happens. Uh, yep. and, and you just can't, I mean, you know, Joe, you've seen this a million times, you know, we've been through a million of these. Uh, you just don't, you, you just can't believe you just can't take anything at, at its word at this stage. Uh, the dolphins could be saying that because they want to drive the price down to get Burrow, you know, move on. I mean, there's just, there's so many things that are happening behind the scenes that, that, that aren't privy. And, and we get these, dribs and drabs of information and this is information that is delivered to us 
by the actual teams themselves who handpicked the reporters, mostly Chef, yep. mostly Rappaport. They handpick the reporters and they say, here's what we want you to say. Here's the message we want. We're going to give you a scoop on, on some breaking news, but we want you to deliver it in this particular way, veiled in this way. And, you know, it, it's not quite done to that extent, Mad Men style, but it, there, there, there is a lot of planning and scheming involved with the release of some of this information. These teams are run like Fortune 500 companies. Everything is calculated, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to dealing with number one picks and draft currency that is not only worth millions of dollars, but the future of your franchise is hanging in the balance. Every advantage is going to be taken, and whether that's ma not manipulating the media, but leaking stories and putting stuff out there to kind of solidify their message. I don't believe anything at this point. I do think Joe Burrow will go one to the Bengals. I think that will happen. I think at this point it has to happen. From that right. point on, it's anyone's ballgame. Yep, yep. It, it really. We know that, listen, we know the Bengals and we know the Dolphins, they need quarterbacks. Sure. And we know how rich this draft is with not for sure things, but, you know, quarterbacks that – Yes, uh, if you're going to go in that direction and for that position, this is probably a good year to be able to have that opportunity. But how it all shakes out, of course, is anybody's game. Yeah, never say never, uh, because anybody could uh, could come in over the top and offer a uh, offer a deal, yeah. much like RG three back in the day, if you recall, uh, being able to move up and uh, and get on. a guy. Yeah, had that work <laughs> exactly. So uh, never say never. Uh, I don't think it, Burrow's that funny. guy. I don't think Burrow's don't... that guy. Uh, but I, again, you know, I I wouldn't pass up a deal that was like three or four number one picks. I mean, how no. can you, the Bengals? You That's can't. what the RG3 deal was, right? It was three ones. I think it was Correct. three ones. And a couple of two. It was obnoxious. Yeah. It was It was ridiculous. Yeah. If yep. somebody makes that offer to the Bengals, I think you've got to take it. I really yep. do. You, but I don't think anyone's franchise. I, 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 yeah, I, I don't think anyone's going to do that, though. I, no. I just don't. I, I don't think anyone's no. going to do that. But there's uh, there's some opportunities to be able to do a little jockeying for a position up yeah. at the top of the draft. So keep an eye on uh, on what happens. We're also being told that once the Super Bowl is over, uh, all signs are indicating that Eli Manning will, in fact, uh, retire and that uh, he will hang it up and say, you know what? Uh, thank you very much. Um, they say anticipate this announcement sometime soon after the Super Bowl. And I, listen, I don't. I, I that would surprise me not in the least bit. I know he had made some comments about how he would like to resume his career, but the reality is, you know, if Eli's watching, and I'm sure he is, he's watching the future of this uh, this game. And you know, Eli, at some point, it, you know, you're 39 years old, you're heading into 40, dude. Do you really want to be mocked and ridiculed and fight for a position at this point? Money's not a thing. I just. Uh, unless the Giants can convince him in some sort of advisory role, you know, as oh, some sort of mentor yeah, thing for that. Daniel Jones, maybe. Um, but again, they just though. hired like Jason Garrett, guys. Like, yep, they just yeah. got Jason Garrett as their OC. And, you know, I love the hire from that standpoint of, you know, did you want Mike Shula? Or did you want Jason Garrett, a guy that's been in the division, a guy that has actually been 6-0 and against the Giants, uh, you know, a guy that worked for the organization. He's a Princeton guy. He's, you know, he, he's the perfect, you know, a coach, a guy that's been a, a head coach in this league uh, with one of the biggest franchises in the world, Dallas. So having Joe Judge, a 38-year-old guy, I love I love the hire because of the available pool of OCs 
I think you I think you nailed it, Giants. I think you got exactly uh, who you needed to get. I agree 100 percent. And 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 we talked about this. All three of us were lockstep yesterday when mm-hmm. Ariel asked us the question about Jason Garrett. All three of us said, you know, it's it's not going to revolutionize the world or change the world, but it's the absolute no brainer hire for Joe Judge, who is a rookie head coach trying to put a staff together uh, to kind of overcome what's a really, you know, a, one of the biggest challenges that he'll face in his entire professional career, his first season as an NFL head coach. I can't mm-hmm. imagine there's much. Uh, there's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, easy sleep nights for him uh, over the next six months as this ramps up and he not only puts the staff together, but now they do the draft and then they've got mini camp and then training camp. I mean, it's just going to get more and more stressful for him. Uh, this is probably the easiest he'll have it uh, over the next few months. And then once we get to April, I mean, it really revs up. And what Jason Garrett brings to the table is just that calming presence of someone who's been there before. And you're right. Smart as attack. You've got now a Princeton uh, head coach teaming up with a Duke quarterback. So you've got the brains and now you're going to hopefully put something together on paper uh, that can make this team successful because let's be real. It has been a struggle with the giants over the last few years. This has not been pretty. And just to close with Eli Manning, he's now the richest man in the history of the NFL, over $252 million earned over his career. Money should not be an issue. He's got the Manning pedigree. His brother has had a ton of success in the media world. I don't see that path for Eli because he's not that kind of personality. He's a little more reserved. He's a little quieter. I don't necessarily see him joining the ranks of the commercials and and this and that, that all the stuff that Peyton is doing. Uh, I I think he's going to take more of a back seat. And maybe he does become a an advisor or a coach, but I think he'll have a quieter retirement than than his brother did, uh, than his brother is having. But I, I, I do tip my cap to Eli because he's had a great career. He went out in style. He had the great game uh, in his final start, and now he probably is going to hang it up. I do think it's the right decision. Also interesting uh, report over the weekend to come out, guys, that along with uh, Jason Garrett uh, could come uh, a, a tight end, you know, too. Uh, his name would be, uh, yeah, Jason Witten. Uh, so Jason Witten uh, has expressed an interest to actually continue playing uh, another season, and why not? He's 37 years old. He wants to continue. If he does want to continue, they brought him back on a one-year deal. Um, why not uh, another very experienced voice, veteran leadership in a locker room like that, having Witten, uh, you know, the old man come in, Evan Ingram and company? I, I Listen, I, I think it's not also stability, not a bad move for a 38-year-old head coach to say, you know what, I, I need some voices in that locker room. Yeah, and this is a, if you can't beat him, join him. I mean, Witten has yep. more catches against the Giants in his career than almost anyone else. Yes, and I know the timing is nice. <laughs> and I know the timing is nice with Jason Garrett coming over. I, I think that's a great, I mean, I, I think what the Giants are starting to do now is they're starting to kind of consolidate. And it's been a really tough couple of seasons. The Eli Manning specter has kind of hung over this franchise over the last two years because I do think that they kind of babied him towards the end. Uh, And, you know, the whole situation last year with Geno Smith was was totally bungled, Uh, you know, start, you know, taking him out of the rotation and taking him out of the lineup in that situation. And and, and just everything that's happened with Eli and the Giants over the last couple of years has been negative. And mm. yeah, Jason Garrett and and maybe Jason Witten will bring a little more stability to the table on offense, yeah. especially. They're not going. I mean, the the head coach was out of left field, but the rest, they're kind of stability, yeah. experience. So going about it the right way. All right, some of our make it rain plays of the day next year on the grid, sportsgrid.com. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, so it's uh, still, uh, as it rolls on here on a uh, January the 20th, guys, uh, plenty of action here today on the card. 14 NBA games, two NHL games, 25 college hoops games, some great matchups here tonight uh, on the board. We'll get to some of our uh, some of our favorite plays of the night coming up. But the uh, the early line, what we know here from Super Bowl 54, is we've got uh, this opening up as a pick 'em. We've seen the early money come in towards Kansas City. We have uh, we have also seen the total get pushed up. None of these things are surprising, uh, but I will say this: uh, from 51, 51 and a half to 53. If you are considering an under in any way, shape, or form in this game, uh, you can probably hold off because I don't see any oh, yeah. uh, way that this number is so. Uh, it could be to 55 uh, before it's all said and done here uh, as teams, uh, as well as the betting public, will certainly be inclined to go to the over. And I will say also a big shout-out to the betting public yesterday who oh, uh, destroyed the sports books. Destroyed all favorites them. all over. Yep. Liability and over uh, the overs, of course, and the uh, the chalk uh, were reigning true yesterday. Six figure payouts, guys, reported at multiple books, multi all over the country, uh, and you're still going to have a lot of uh, you know. There's a ton of future bets that are still available and alive right now too. That are uh, certainly, shall we say, uh, worrisome to some of the books. In fact, you had the 49ers. Uh, at one point, guys, as high as 50 to one to win the Super Bowl earlier this year, 41 bets on the Niners at that number are out there with just one book. Um, so you've got anywhere from 1,000 to 50,000 on that. So there are a number, and of course, Kansas City. I think you could have gotten it at one point somewhere around 10 to one uh, Kansas City Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. So. There are going to be, obviously, a whole lot of, I think when he hurt his knee, in fact, you could have gotten it as high as 15 to 1 in some places. So uh, the bets came rolling in on there. So ton of liability out there for books uh, still regarding these two teams as the two chalk uh, moved on. But a lot of uh, live tickets still uh, with these two teams. But no doubt a monster day for the betting public taking down uh, taking some of that money back from the books so you know contrarian betting is great in the long run but every now and then uh you know the the public isn't that far off the public is right if that will continue one more game it remains to be seen we got plenty of time to be able to uh take a look at it but i'm thinking uh early thoughts here uh is that I'm not sure. I'm not sold on the over just yet like everybody else is. I think this is going to be a very interesting matchup, uh, but I'm in no rush to go to the window with either of these teams or on the total just yet. No, we're seeing ones across the board pretty much in Vegas, Westgate, mm-hmm. South Point, CG, Circa. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if we if this flipped actually to a Niners as the favorite at some point. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some money that's going to come in on the Niners, and because the line has not been established yet, 
one, one and a half. There's no, it's in no man's land right now. It won't take much to push it to San Francisco as a favorite. The total, on the other hand, I think we're going to see a steady uh, climb uh, throughout yeah. the next two weeks. I think the spread, it could flip back and forth depending on if a mattress Mac comes out of the woodworks and bets a million dollars on the Niners. You know, that kind of bet could, 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 could swing this line in the other direction. Uh, yep. And if you get a few, you know, big, you know, six figure bets that come in on San Francisco, all of a sudden in a, a short period, you could see this line flip. I don't think we're going to see that with the spread. I think we're going to see a steady increase. That's where the market uh, is certainly pointing right now in the early stages. And for the most part, the early line moves have been the sharper ones from what we've seen in years past. We saw the very sharp move last year off of my, uh, Rams minus one to New mm-hmm. England minus two very fast. And it closed at yep. two and a half. And there's a little buyback later on the Rams at two and a half. But for the most part, uh, we saw the early line move to New England last year. We have not yet seen uh, a line established move itself. We, it's been very steady right now in that Kansas City minus one, one and a half. That first you know, break either towards two, two and a half or back yep. to San Francisco as a favorite, that will give us a little more indication of where the market could be heading. But unlike other weeks, we get two weeks of buildup. So the market has some time to really settle over the next two weeks. And, and you know, I, I'm a finance guy, Joe, so this is what I do. I like to analyze where the market pushes this number. Yep. I will be taking very close attention to every tick uh, in the line move over the next two weeks because I do find it fascinating when these things really start to push in one direction or the other. Yeah, and uh, keep in mind, too, the anticipation here is that uh, because of the spread of, uh, you know, legalized uh, sports betting across this country Mm -hmm. here. 20 states now uh, have it legalized. You're going to have another at least half a dozen, hopefully by the summer, uh, we'll finalize the legislation that's already been passed in one phase or the other. And also, I think, is going to be fascinating. Um, They have, uh, they are anticipating this to be the biggest handle of any Super Bowl in the history uh, of of the game. And I think more, not so much from the side or total guys, but they're expecting a boom in the prop market to be absolutely absolutely over the top more than they've seen ever before because of the Patrick Mahomes is of the world and how much fun it's going to be with guys on both sides of this ball to be able to hone in and zero in on a player. And will he have a touchdown? Won't he have a touchdown? They are anticipating the prop market is going to be like, we've never seen it before. And it used to be, there was only a, you know, Vegas was the only place that you could get prop bets. Um, And they release them on Thursday and there are guys waiting outside like it's concert tickets. There's guys because they allow only a certain amount of bets and there's uh, when limits. you're online. Yeah. So they have you limited. So guys are lined up for days. Uh, but now, of course, with the spread, we got 20 states uh, here in the country, guys that are offering uh, sports betting. Now the prop betting is it's going to go through the roof. And even for the recreational better. I mean, Jared, let's face it, the prop betting is probably going to be the most fun for him to do. So anticipate more recreational dollars than we've ever seen before in this market. I love the props, Joe. We talked about mm. it yesterday. In fact, I already locked in my first prop for the Super Bowl because I, I saw it last night and I was, you know, I, I was kind of window shopping uh, when they first popped them up on FanDuel. So I'm on uh, Miko Hardman to score a touchdown in the game at plus four hundred. Anytime touchdown. Nice. Plus 400. I mean, and I, wow. you know, and I don't want to, I don't want to handicap this stuff now because we're so far out from the game. But I just, you know, I, I just feel like there's going to be so many touchdowns in the game that it, that was the highest wide receiver on the board that I saw. 
And, yes. and uh, you know, the highest wide receiver that was actually getting legitimate, you know, you know, snaps uh, on the field. There was a couple of guys that I hadn't really heard of. Uh, but, you know, this is a guy that, you know, has a has a really, you know, strong pedigree of just breaking any play. So I already jumped on my first prop. I'm going to be on a million of them. This isn't the first one I'm going to play. I was just bored yep. last night. Uh, and I not wanted just to play you. It's going to put this over oh, the top. Shoot. Yes. 100%. Over the top. And, and, and yep. what it does, Joe, and we saw it yesterday with the Henry prop. We already saw the manipulation of that number go from what? Like, I think it started at like 93 when it opened and it yep. closed at like 118. Like I, I and, you know, there was so much money coming in on Derrick Henry's over because we had been talking about it for so many weeks. And now what it's doing is it's flooding the market and it's turning the prop marketplace into something that can really be treated as almost like a spread or a total market. And there's so much public money that's going to come in on some of these props that you can find a lot of value in one direction or the other, depending on where that money is coming in. So unlike before where the prop market was very sharp and there wasn't a lot of line movement. And if you saw line movement, it meant that the sharps were on it or, you know, that the, 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 the wise guys were playing that side. Now there's actually public line movement in props because it's become such an open marketplace uh, for yep. some of these bets. And it's fun. It really is fun because it gives us a whole nother element to not only break down, but also to, to, you know, try to find some value and try to, you know, make some money. I, uh, yeah, it's going to be guys, a, an awful lot of fun. It, it's coming and it's also going to influence the, uh, the market too, with some of these numbers. So it is definitely worth uh, keeping an eye on and remembering, but I think uh, certainly starting next week, the influx of recreational dollars is going to be absolutely crazy, and it's all good, guys. It's all it's going to be one of the most uh, bet biggest bet Super Bowls that we've ever seen across the board in the numbers, uh, and it's going to be especially because of the storylines on both of these teams, and because it's no more Tom Brady and Patriot fatigue. I do think there's going to be a hell of a lot more interest in this game, which is going to turn into a hell of a lot more, shall we say, uh, bucks, uh, dollars being placed on this game because you've got the new wave. You've got Garoppolo. You've got Mahomes. You, you got Tyreek. You've got so many different ways, realistic ways at great numbers to be able to approach this game, not to mention just the winner or loser in the total but you start getting into these individual games. I mean, looking at the MVP alone, uh, Mahomes is what? Almost even money, I'm guessing, right, to be the MVP. But I think I we can see the uh, MVP we... yet, but I'm sure it's up somewhere. I'm seeing the only props that FanDuel has now are the touchdown props that I'm looking at right are, now. Are the TD props? Uh, the TD props, and uh, and there's also a lot of alternate spreads. Oh, no, here's the MVP. Wow, I found it. Mahomes is even money, plus 110. Even money. And who's next? Yeah. I'm assuming Jimmy Garoppolo. And that how bad is he? Off. Is he three to one or two to one? Two forty. Wow, 240. really? Okay. So when yeah. you start getting to like, uh, I mean, guessing Mostert and Kelsey and Mostert, Kelsey, where's my boy Sammy Watkins? So Mostert's at seven fifty. Kelsey's at eighteen hundred. Sammy Watkins thirty five hundred. Uh, I think George Kittle at seventeen hundred is an interesting. Wow. One. Uh, that's an interesting one. I could see him having a monster game, like you know, go off for like ten for like one eighty or something like that. Um. I could see Kittle having a big game. I, I would fade Mostert based on what we saw. That, that that's it feels like you know he's not going to have a repeat performance of what we saw. That was his peak. Yep. Do we do we know what Coleman is? is what, do we have any idea what it was? Was it a wrist? Was it a shoulder? Did they it ever say? Like his, it, it was his elbow. I, I want to say elbow. Right. Um, I, I I'll let's, I'll check right now to see. Yeah, I mean it's it says they're hopeful. Uh, it says shoulder elbow injury. So it, it was his shoulder, and they were holding it, and it was. Yeah, no, it wasn't his elbow. It was his shoulder, but he was in a sling, 
and it doesn't say necessarily if he's going to play in the Super Bowl. You would imagine they're going to try to get him up, but the fa- again, the fact that they wheeled him off the field, right, and it was an arm injury is not a good sign. That's not yeah. a good sign because yeah. if you can't and, walk and it's an arm injury, <laughs> that's going to be a problem, which puts uh, Breida in the uh, in the mix. But you know, sure. you're looking at guys like Tyreek Hill and and you mentioned Hardman and Watkins and. I would not discount uh, a possible defensive MVP either because, let's sure. face it, it's going to take a monster effort to be able to uh, to slow down uh, Mahomes and company. And Nick if you Bosa's get a guy, forty one hundred, yeah, you know, even uh, the Honey Badger too, who quietly, mm. guys, is a force to be reckoned with there in this. Uh, it, in that secondary, he is all over the place, man. You want to talk about a, a nose for the football, so. Um, Debo Samuel too, is probably another guy we didn't hear a lot from, but if he's going to have to pass, um, if he's going to have to air it out, that's a guy that becomes extremely dangerous as does. And it's so funny. We're like, where's Manny Sanders? Well, they're not throwing no damn ball. So eight passes, nothing to talk about. No, absolutely nothing to talk about. Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have to throw it a lot more than he did. Uh, there's, yes. there's certainly no doubt about that. I tell you, the MVP yep. market's fascinating too. Uh, th- yep. this is, this is a fat and also the, the two touchdown prop market, uh, which was really money yesterday. In fact, Big Mike time. Blewett wanted to go with Tyreek Hill and I, I, I didn't talk him out of it, but he said, it, he made a great point. He's like, well, Hill was the only guy that didn't score last week. Uh, and so we're going to have so yep. many markets, so many props to talk about, uh, over the next two weeks. It, it's, yep. this is, this is going to be. By the time we get to the game, it's going to be like, all right, just just play the darn thing already. Because, you know, this is like that kind of lull where we just we're just going to beat this stuff to death over the next two weeks. It's going to be great. <laughs> but if you have a strong opinion on one, get it while the numbers are where they're at. Because uh, a lot of these favorites ain't going to get any better for you. So, all right, we'll take a look at a couple of hardwood plays here tonight. Some of our make it rain best bets next here on The Grid, sportsgrid.com. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Trying to make it rain here on the hardwood tonight. Uh, great matchups, 14 in the uh, in the NBA, 25 in college hoops. So uh, talk to me here, uh, Jared. Which uh, well, you got a game that you're focused on here tonight? You like? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at this Oklahoma City Houston game. I don't Ooh. understand how the books keep giving the Rockets this much credit. Uh, Houston mm-hmm. is one in five ATS uh, in their last six games. Oklahoma City is one of the best ATS teams. No, I take that back. They are the best. ATS team in the league covering at 65% thunder. You're getting six and a half there. It feels like a good number. Uh, I'll jump on Oklahoma city there again. You just got to ride the trends. Houston's ice cold. Uh, Oklahoma city has been very consistent this year. Very underrated by the, by the books. Yeah, I um I like uh, on the college game here tonight, guys. Uh, Texas is traveling to West Virginia to take on uh, Bob Huggins and his crew that got lit up by mm. Kansas state uh, on the road. Uh, for the tune of 82 points. You don't score 82 points against a West Virginia uh, team. Mm -hmm. And now Texas comes in uh, having uh, lost a game there, a tough game uh, against Kansas that they melted down in the second half. But the truth is uh, home court 
It means a lot in Morgantown here, and uh, he's going to want to wipe the uh, the taste out of his mouth from that beatdown by Kansas State. So I think the defense clamps down. Texas is not a great three-point shooting team anyway. Uh, so I do think West Virginia wins this game uh, rather easily here tonight, shutting down Texas uh, at home and then cruising to an easy victory. Uh, 82 points from uh, – uh, from a defense of West Virginia, he got to be going crazy over the weekend, man. Yeah, no, and also I think you hit it the nail on the head. You just, I don't think I'm going to bet a road team in college basketball until we get to March, until we get to the neutral site games. <laughs> so like, true. I just, I mean, I just, you know, I like in what spot are you going to bet a road? Like, just, just why? Just stay away. Just yep. watch. Just yep. boy. Yep. Just bet the home yep. teams. <laughs> yep. We'll see yeah, one March of the worst of basketball teams. teams. It, it, a letdown spot. I do expect. Uh, I do expect them to come in uh, here tonight and get it done. And also, I'm going to be very interested to see what happens in this Baylor game. Baylor at home taking yes. on Oklahoma. Uh, Baylor's no Good joke, Oklahoma guys. Team. Yeah, I, I don't team, mind the I don't Oklahoma. Have it. I, I, don't I just don't think it. they can shoot from three. And yeah. this defense of Baylor at home. I think Baylor first nope. half, guys. It could be a runaway in the second half. No road teams Playing till five. March, guys. No road teams yep. till March. Yep. Yeah, don't do it. All right. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Looking to recap it all. Morning after is next. Jared Smith, appreciate you, brother.